You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Hi, I'm Alexis Naylor and I'm so excited to be here on Fox on the Wire. Hi, Alexis. Hi. (laughs) Welcome in person this time. I know. I'm very excited. Thank you. You're the first person to have a second appearance on the show. Oh, my goodness. Very very blessed. So we had you, uh, it was episode number seven of the show that we had you via Skype. Yeah, in Vanessa. Yes. And now we're, I think we're episode 27 or 28 and we've got you back on. So you're in town. So I thought we'll get you in person. So welcome to my kitchen. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So uh, what's happening with you at the moment? Recording... Oh, now you finished the new album. Yeah, so the new album has been mixed and mastered, um, ready to go. We have uh, the first single called Casualty coming out on the 6th of March, which yep. is, what's that, just less than two weeks away. Yeah. Very exciting. Cool. And then I've got a single launch for that um, on the 7th, so Saturday 7th of March in Collingwood. Yep. What's yeah. what's the place called where you're having the launch? Uh, Rogue B100. Yeah. So it's just down the road from um, Le Bonton. Okay. Was, in, yep. 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 In Collingwood. All so right. you could have a really great um, feed at Le Bonton. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm a brisket girl, so yeah. um, brisket and uh, barbecue sauce is <laughs> my jam, and they're delicious there, by the way. <laughs> Ideal before performance food. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> always. I had a chicken parma the other night before my gig and it started repeating on me. Oh, no. Yeah. So um, anyway, I still enjoyed it. So (laughs) for your launch, you've got uh, special guests. Is it Marja and Benjamin Trillado? Yeah. I said that right? Yeah. Yeah, No, they're, um, yeah, they're amazing artists. I met um, both of them um, over the years uh, when they've been playing and, um, oh, their music, both of them, uh, just hits me in all the feels. Um, beautiful voices and beautiful songwriting. So I couldn't think of anyone better than cool. both of them to be there. So, yeah. 7th of March. 7th of March. 7th of March. Yeah. And um, so the your new album was actually originally going to be an EP. Yes. I... Didn't think I was going to write so many songs. And then uh, um, I was, I think, about two weeks out from heading back into um, Tone City um, Studios with Sam Ford. And we were like, oh, yeah, how many tracks have we got? Oh, hang on. No, there's more. Oh, no, there's more. Oh, there's more. Right. Okay. We're uh, squeezing in an album instead of an EP. So, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know how delighted he was, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) we, no, we made it work. So the new album's called Pages from a Past Life. Yes. That sounds dark. Uh, super <laughs> moody, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, look, it's, um, it is a very lyrical and musical journey. Um, it, there's the actual album um, has some audio snippets and samples in it. Um, so, yeah, it is um, snippets of um, a big chunk of my life. So, yeah. Packaged into a nice, beautiful album. Yes, yes. Um, now, I was very lucky that um, I had the privilege of you sending me an advanced 
screening of the album. That's not the right terminology, but you know <laughs> what I mean. So I was actually lucky enough to, um, while I was getting ready for today's show, um, I had your album playing last night in the background, and it's I've got to say, pretty damn good, pretty thank amazing. You very much. The songs are just incredible, and oh, thank the you. performances. So um, yeah, it's going to be a killer album. Thank you so much. I I genuinely think my songwriting has matured. Yeah. It's, um, there's chalk and cheese between the EP I released last year, um, Daydreamer, and obviously this album, Pages yeah. from Past Life. So, um, and I mean, you're always proud of what you do, but this is, this is a project where I, my process was very different. Yeah. I um, had people involved very early on in the demo stages. I have never had so many people give me feedback um, and have been part of that um, writing process before. So um, it has been an extremely confronting process um, and it was an extremely emotional time anyway for me personally. Um, but, yeah, to also have people pick apart, which, you know, there's no growth um, if you don't have people, you know, trying to give you feedback on how things could be different. And I, I can assure you that you figure out very quickly what you're passionate about or what ideas within a song you are adamant that you want to keep when when someone's, you know, resisting and pushing and questioning why that is the way that you've written it. So yeah, I'm sounds a bit cocky, but yeah, I'm pretty I'm really I'm really proud of myself. I'm really, really, really happy about this album and um I just I can't wait to share it. I really can't. Well you should be proud of it. There's Aww. nothing nothing wrong with that. I mean it's not an easy um, process to go through with or without all the feedback, you know, yeah. to actually get your songs down. So all the, the feedback and the um, critique, was that something you sort of invited in? Yeah. So I, I think I was not that I didn't believe in songs and my songwriting ability beforehand, but I definitely wanted to use a new project as an opportunity to change how I went about um, finishing a song. So I guess not being as um, oh, obsessed over, like it, it never quite being finished until it actually got into the studio, whereas mm. I think historically I already had a track and it was 100% formed in my mind and I couldn't budge from that idea. Yeah. So it was my, you know, I wanted, I wanted to be as open as possible to one, have so many people involved and listening to give feedback from the demo stage, even through to being in the studio. Um, the session musicians that I had come in, um, you know, was very interested to have their feedback again, you know, not for anyone to railroad any decisions, but more, like I said before, you start to really figure out what you, what's important to you in that song mm. when someone else is going, oh, I'm not sure about that or you should change that, you start to go, well, actually, no, I really do like that bit and, oh, actually, maybe I let me play around with this a bit more and, and see what comes out of it. So, so you weren't yeah, sort I of, definitely invited yeah. that critique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So despite how painful it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was, I think I was reading one of your mailing list emails, um, which I always do when they come through, but I sort of went back over them. Last night, um, you were talking about your new single, Casualty, and some of the critique you went through 
with that song in particular. Oh, um, that's probably one of the hardest ones, I think. Yeah, so I think you had you went to a songwriter masterclass, songwriting masterclass. Yeah, so Wham over in um, WA, the music association over there, they um, organised a masterclass and had um, a phenomenal writer from the States come over um, and it was there's only like 20, 30 people or something that got to go um, and I was lucky enough that he grabbed a couple of people to share songs and for him to give his personal opinion. So, yeah, it was obviously he made it quite clear before it started that there is the element of production, that, but we were just purely listening to, you know, the very raw um, songwriting and the structures. So, yeah, it was good to have someone who just pulled it apart Um nerve-wracking because it's in front of a room of, you know, right. 30 people. Um, but, again, that just, like I said before, you, the, the things that he highlighted, it was like, okay, do I really believe in that section? Okay, maybe it does need to be shortened. Actually, maybe I do need to get to the hook faster. Maybe I do, yeah, so. So is he literally just sort of uh, listening on the spot there in front of, in front yeah. of everybody? For the first time to yes. the song, yeah. So he, every everyone in the room, yeah. it was first time listen, and then it was like, okay, so there's like a keyboard, and I've just played it in front of oh, thirty right. people, and it's like, okay, so start from the start, but get to the hook faster. So you you know, again, that really taught me about having the form of a song not being concreted into my mind mm. so that if someone did that to me again that I could quite easily cut a verse in half or come to the bridge earlier or and I wouldn't be it, it was confronting <laughs> mm. wow so you actually played it live yeah. it wasn't a, okay no not a recording no. so would he cut you off say partway uh, through the song and then start talking about that section or did you get to play it fully so I through played I probably played the first so the intro f- First verse, chorus, maybe bridge. And then he was like, okay, let's start again. Mm. Um, and I want you to do this, this, and this. Mm. And then let's try this, this, and this. And then at that point it was like to the room, was that, did that sound better? Did it flow better? Was that more, you know, just as listeners? Um, and, yeah, so it, you got that immediate feedback, which is like how he changed it in those small ways mm. and made an impact to the people in the room. They're like, yeah, it's far more interesting coming in mm. that way or, yeah. Right. Mm. Wow. Mm. That would have been quite an experience, I'd imagine, but a good one if you can get through it. Yeah. So I definitely I got home and cried that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but it, I think it was less about me being upset. It wasn't about what he said. It was more just you know, it's it, you're sitting in uncomfortable, um, and that's hard. Mm. It doesn't matter in what space of your life. So, you know, something that's so personal that you write and you're it's yourself that you've put into music. It's mm. you know you you open yourself up. So yeah, it's a little little painful. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, so did you at that time had you sort of written the rest of the album already, or was that? Did you sort of go and write more songs after that with what you'd learnt? Um, so I had started writing the album in 
February and I think that was maybe June that that happened. So it, I definitely I'd, I hadn't done all the songs by June, but I definitely think that anything that I'd sort of worked on prior to that masterclass, I definitely went back and sort of went, okay, fine tooth comb over. Um, yeah, which was really helpful. Mm. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, cause some of the feedback was not just, you know, your form and songwriting. He also talked a lot about the production side of things to build songs up and stuff as well. And I think that was helpful because for my producer and I, we were then looking at what are the references for the whole concept of the album? What is the references for particular songs? Um, whether it be, you know, reverb on voices or drum sounds or whatever. So, you know, we were looking at like how do we build it that's not just structure. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, uh, very valuable. Yeah, wow. So it would have got you thinking a little bit differently. For sure. Uh, recording and writing from then on in. Oh, 100%. Just, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, and then like I said, I tried really hard to just not be fixated on them being finished per se mm. and just, well, this is what they are at the demo stage, this is what they are at this stage and this is what I think. But knowing that getting into the studio, I wanted to not be mm, too attached to yeah, the Yeah, that's probably the best way. Yeah, that, that it was still fluid enough mm. that um, depending on what session musicians would come in and say, what mm. my producer would say, um, that I was happy to sort of listen to it with really open ears and be like, actually, that is sounding better as opposed to being controlling over, no, that's not how it was written. Mm. <laughs> We're not doing that. No. no. <laughs> Don't touch my song. <laughs> But I feel like, you know, with my EP, it was really like, you know, these are the songs that I've written, this is how it is. Mm. Um, yeah, sure, there was still that element of ideas coming from session musicians, you know, that sort of stuff, but the was very set. Mm. So, yeah, very, very different. Well, I mean, naturally you're trying to get the song as finished as you can before you go into the studio, so it's just a mental thing that oh, I've got to have these songs finished before I actually go in there, but at the same time, yeah, you've got to keep them open a little bit mm. to tweaking and so it's a fine line, I Oh, would 100%. Say. But I think it, it, it came back to we worked really hard at having the right reference tracks or we once we sort of pegged down what was the reference artists and tracks and albums for the overarching project and then we were able to go down to, okay, what is the reference or references for that particular one and just more what's the whole feel of it. So once we sort of locked down the tempos and I think we locked down tempos for all of them before we hit the studio, which actually was quite helpful because mm. even if things changed a bit, you still didn't go far from what the, the feel and the spirit of that song was actually going to be. Tempo is very important. 100%. It's kind of underrated yeah. sometimes. I write, I personally, yeah. anytime that I write anything, I think I always write them too slow. Mm. And I know that at the time when I'm writing them, that, but I think it's more because I'm forming lyrics and I'm, you know, trying to figure out that side of things. So yeah. I, you know, and I'm always horrendous about diction. I, I can't stand it when my diction's horrible. So yep. I always slow things down. But, yeah, so it's just about, yeah, finding where does that song sit? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I find I play things too fast 
especially live because I'm a little bit very anxious and yes. um, yeah, yeah, keen well, to get yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. I just I, – so I've really got to pull myself back and um, and get the tempo right a lot of the time. Don't worry, I've done that live too. <laughs> get excited. It's yeah, like super it's just fast. excitement uh, and nerves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that masterclass um, where casualty was picked apart, that wasn't the end of it, right? No. <laughs> so you, when you came back to Melbourne in July of 2019, uh, you played what you thought was the final draft to a friend and a producer friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was pulled apart again. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. So there was probably less about structure at that point and more about detail. So there was probably phrases and wording um, that was in the song that that producer and my producer, Sam Ford in Perth, were like, mm, it's, maybe you should relook at that. So it, the original of that is um, a lot of swear words. Mm. And so there was conversations with Jordan Tobias, who's the producer in Melbourne, which was like, is that sitting in your brand? Um, and, and anyone who knows me personally, I've got a potty mouth. I, I swear a lot. Mm. So I guess my first reaction was, well, it's me. Mm. But there's a very big difference between how I act personally and then you know I've never had swear words in my music before Mm. and it was like well what is the catalyst why would you do that now so having someone really push back again is you know you find yourself either being submissive and changing it or you fight for it if you think that it should stay in so but yeah I really had to take a step back and go well actually again what was the overarching um, theme for the album and what, you know, unless, of course, it was going to be a lot of that across the board. It just it didn't seem to fit to have one song that yeah. had that. And then, yeah, so the swear words and certain phrases, that was something that, yeah, Jordan Tobias really, like, pressured, uh, put pressure on me to really think about, which I'm very, very grateful, you know, <laughs> we're, we're talking another six months plus down, yeah. the, down the line and, yeah, I'm really grateful that um, someone had the balls to go, hey, think about it. Yep. Um, but even there's a certain line out of the second verse that when I was actually in the studio recording it in October that my producer, Sam, was like, ooh, I don't know about that, Alexis. And I was like, what? That's what's wrong with it? And he's like, if I was someone singing along, I would tap out at that point. You can't expect someone to sing that particular line. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> um, but, again, someone who had the balls to say to me, think about it, actually genuinely take a step back and think about it. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and then... We recorded it again that day and I took the line out and I didn't replace it. Okay. So there is in the second verse, halfway through, you'll notice there'll be a, a, a space. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole line being taken out. Wow. <laughs> well, you could always record a dirty version of that song just for, <laughs> you know, for like a B-side or something. Maybe, yeah, so maybe. So there's a clean version and the dirty version. Oh. I I, now, as time passes, I think that's probably best staying where it is. (laughs) 
Well, I'd love to hear it, but yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, so you recorded this album with Sam Ford um, at Tone City Recording Studio. Is this in, in WA? In, yeah, in yeah. Perth. Yeah. Did you, was that who you recorded the EP with, your last yes, EP? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Sam and I worked so well together um, on the EP and um, I was just so excited to be able to work with him again. And we we talked about concepts and, and things so early on. So I was sending him demos and things, um, you know, from February. So he was just part of that pre-process um, from the get-go. So, yeah, that was so awesome having that lead up. And, again, comes back to what I was saying before about how it was just such a different process than what I'd done previously. Yeah. So, yeah, right. and I was really lucky. I had um, Ben and Gels, um, who uh, the session musicians that came in to do drums and guitar and bass and stuff last time. They came in again, so that was really nice to sort of work with the same crew. And then I was really fortunate enough to have a friend of mine, um, another Sam. No. <laughs> it was a very confusing <laughs> day in the studio. Uh, who played trumpet on oh, cool. a couple of the tracks. So it was just marvellous. Yeah. Now what I noticed uh, when listening through the album compared to previous work of yours, there was no ukulele on this album. No. What happened? Um, Did you break a string? <laughs> no. Well, see, I mean, I love playing the ukulele. Yeah. But I think when we were deciding on what the concept for the whole album was, um, you know, were we looking for a more moody I don't know. Ukulele doesn't quite equate to moody. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Even a, a moody song still has got that happy sort of sound or something. Yeah. Or the, maybe it's the way you play it, uh, like the strumming pattern of a ukulele, the natural yeah, way to play yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's light and shade in this album. Yeah. But it, the light and shade comes from probably – Probably best way to describe it would be some of the audio snippets and um, those entries are probably the happy lighter and then you have the certain songs that are more emotive um, and, yeah, piano, it, it just seemed like every reference album artist project that we kept looking at was of that stream. So um, can you tell us what some of those artists' reference points might have been or are you giving away too much? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think we had a lot of sort of James Blake in regards to sort of overall production and some of like the placement in mixing and some of the effects and things that we used. Um, probably structure-wise with the audio snippets and things like that that are in there and trumpets being introduced. Um, I listened to Mike Posner's um, latest album uh, quite a lot uh, last year. His father died and he write a, wrote mm. a concept um, album. So that has like snippets of his dad and him oh, at cool. different points, like little snippets from maybe Christmas or something when he was a kid and, mm. and then when his dad was in hospital sick and was talking about music. And, and that sort of sits in between some really wonderful, powerful, mm. emotive songs. Yep. Um, and, yeah, so I really, I really admired that sort of way of displaying that art and I thought, oh, I'd like to give that a go. Mm. 
goes more with the concept mm. idea or explains the story a bit better. Yeah, I, I think so. That's a good yeah. idea. Especially because, you know, I mean, this is a extremely emotional and personal album for me. Yeah. But I think it was important to show the light and shade. Um, and that was something that Mike Posner did quite well mm. in that album. Um, it was the fact that, yeah, the songs could potentially be pretty emotive and heavy, potentially, if you wanted to go down that path. But those little snippets of audio were, I don't know, a little bit of reprieve and, mm. I don't know, a bit more insight into, yeah, that relationship. So that was something that I thought, yeah, would be nice to include. Cool. And you're um, doing a crowdfunding campaign. I am for all of, well, not all of March, but it starts in March, yeah. Um, so I am so excited that obviously this album's coming out, but I want to take it on tour and, you know, how it is, funding all this lovely stuff by yourself. What do they say? It's about, <laughs> on average, about 20 grand to release yeah. a, an album these days. Yeah. So, yeah, I've self-funded all of this myself, which, you know, I'm not the only one who does that, but yeah. I can't stretch the budget anymore to yeah. get on tour and I really believe in this album and I really... I'd like to be able to get around Australia and play it not just in capital cities but be able to get into some more rural areas. Mm. Um, yeah, so Vanessa and I have a cruise around Australia would be nice, but, yeah, can't do it without a, a bit of help. So, yep. yeah, doing a crowdfund, um, there's going to be lots of perks and things that people can buy to help me raise the funds. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's going to, like, just fuel alone yeah. is, you know, eight grand or something. Yep. And that's not even detouring. Yep. Um, or getting lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm really just <laughs> <laughs> I have a good sense of direction. Um, yeah, so, you know, and then you add, obviously, tyres and insurance and, um, you know, services and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So you're looking more like 10 grand and then, you know, obviously if I want to go off the beaten track and, you know, get a ferry ticket to go across to Tassie or, you know, all that sort of stuff to broaden it out, you know, there's another, mm. you know, couple of grants. So the first tier that I, I mean, I would just be so grateful to be able to get to 10 grand. Mm. Um, but obviously I've added in on the crowdfund the 15 and 20 and obviously there will be more things that I can do and more space to, you know, get around to if I've got that extra cashola yeah. but um yeah so that's the plan so that's um through possible yes i haven't heard of that for a little while no so, it's an australian one so we want yeah. to support yeah. aussie uh, platforms well is there um like i'll put a link in the show notes for that um page that people can help out and donate um is it is it a pretty simple web address for this one? Yes. Yeah, so everything will go live on the 9th of March right. for the campaign. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll have all the links and stuff on my socials of yeah. how to get there. But, um, yeah, so and if anyone comes to the um, single launch on the 7th, yep. Vanessa will be there <laughs> in the flesh. Yep. So you can have a little look and see what I get to travel around Australia in, cool. So which will be pretty fun and, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting her after this <gasps> podcast episode, if yeah. I can. If she's, she's a bit pretty. Yeah. She's a bit pretty. <laughs> if she's up to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, definitely a good cause if people um, can help out and donate some money to Alexis's um, 
tour because yeah, it is a it is a massive operation, and um, we can only self fund, you know, so much. Yeah. So um, especially to go out on tour around the country, it's a it's a huge ask on one person. So if anyone can help out, please do. Uh, we'll put up some links. Um, so. Was this album mixed and mastered by Sam as well? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. And are you still based in Perth these days? I am. I mean, where are you really based if you're in a van, yeah. I guess? But uh, I still have my mail actually going to WA, so technically, yes, I still am <laughs> there. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm loving, loving the West, love the beaches and the sunshine. Mm-hmm. How have you found Melbourne's weather since you've been here for a little bit? Inconsistent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not exactly the welcome home that I was after, but sure. Yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? It's been so strange. Oh, it's very man. sticky today. And yet yesterday it was raining and cold, so I'm not quite sure what's going on. Welcome to Melbourne. Yeah. That's why everyone's Four so moody. Four seasons in one day. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I have to get back to used to um, the layers and the umbrella <laughs> and everything that I used to do when I lived here. you got to have everything on hand just in exactly, case. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> now, you're all very good with your mailing list. I'm trying to be. So, how have you found that in terms of uh, engagement or you know, as another platform to get your your word out there, basically. Do you find it people respond to it really well or? Yeah, so I had not, I have been told, I mean, been doing this for a long time and so many people in the biz are saying how valuable it is to have a mailing list. Yep. And I think maybe because I had never started it, um, you know, it just seemed like such a huge task. So never started, but in the last sort of year and a half, I've really focused on um, building that. And yes, I really do find that people are engaging. Like, mm. look, it's it's hard. I, I don't want to compare platforms because I think you know people are taking in information differently. Um, but you know, it's nice and refreshing to have you know, those notifications to say that you've had, you know, 75% engagement on, you know, a particular group of individuals, which is quite high. You don't necessarily get that mm. on, um, you know, a post or a story or, yeah. well, compared to how many people follow you. So, yeah, it is nice. And, and it's nice that people have that opportunity to um, individually, I mean, people can private message you on socials anyway, but it's pretty nice to have a different dialogue with people in the mailing list and that people feel comfortable that they can reply back and we can have an ongoing, you know, open conversation. Mm. Um, Yeah, and it's been really nice. So not only I hope that everyone who's on the mailing list gets to know me better as a musician but as a person, but also on, on the other side of it, I'm getting to know the people that are invested in me on a more personal level as well. Mm. So, yeah, it's um, for anyone who, you know, needs to be reminded <laughs> that it's a good thing to invest in, I'm telling you, you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right because, I mean, I found your mailing list very engaging, like when I read it. Thank you. Um, I think you make yours a little bit more personal than maybe the usual musician, which is a good thing. Um, it's, a, it's a fine line. It's hard. I, you know, I mean... How much do you share? How mm. much, you know, 
but I, I, I try my hardest to, you know, ask the question out, um, you know, what do people want to know about and obviously, you know, living in a van is uh, <laughs> something different that's not every day. So people really invest in that. And, mm. of course, you know, when there's certain things musically to tell people about, um, what's coming up and things like that. But, yeah, I think really pushing back to your core, you know, people and saying, hey, what is it? Like, what's interesting? What do you want to know? I'm happy to share. I'm pretty much an open book anyway, mm. to be fair. Yep. Yeah. Um, you sort of touched on my next question. What's What social media platform do you find your message connects best with people? It's changed, actually. Mm. I think. I think it used to be posts on Instagram was really engaging. Now I find that it's really split now. Um, I have a particular group that are really engaged on Facebook, which seems to have had a bit of a change, and uh, Instagram stories, Mm. whereas I don't find stories on Facebook nearly as engaging. But, um, yeah, I can't tell you the amount of like people will message back and, and really invest um, via the Instagram stories. So You're a bit more creative on Instagram, the stories, like you can do a little bit more with them, I think, mm. like with the uh, the filters and... Um, adding music or, adding, yeah. you know. And the g- the GIFs or the GIFs? GIFs what do you say, I GIFs? Or g- I say GIFs. Yeah, I think it's GIFs, wrong? someone oh, said, gosh. but whatever. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're pretty cool. So I think, yeah, you can get a little bit more creative on Instagram, but... Yeah, I think you're right. It's more engaging than the Facebook. And I think ones. too from like just for myself, I don't know, I don't exactly want to clog up the feed with, you know, I don't know, this is where Vanessa and I are today. Mm. I think I can share far more personal stuff on the story that I wouldn't necessarily want to put on the feed as well. So mm. that's probably part of it. Who would you say your biggest fan is? I was speaking to um, Carly Jewell on the previous episode. Um, hers is her grandfather. Aww. So It's really hard. I'm very fortunate that I actually have quite a lot of people that are really invested um, who share things or, you know, have put their hand up and even want to help at the single launch and things like that. Um, I would say that the music community, you know, they're, get behind you and I really value that, Um, not just sharing things but, you know, being there to rally on and support. So is that a cop-out sitting on the fence (laughs) saying that it's (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's more obvious in some people's cases. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, well, we've got a ukulele in the house here. So um, why don't we get you to play a song? Um, yeah, <laughs> I've already pre-planned this, so I won't <laughs> pretend. Um, this is a song called Song Number 7 off your last EP. Yes, Daydreamer. Yep. And this is with the wonderful little ukulele. So let's take it away. Cool. Go for it. Thanks.
into the sunrise flow and the peace of light surrounding me the summer winds warming me in I run, 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 moving forward, faster, leaving the dark clouds behind me with all the light and sorrow, the way clouds will follow. And I, I still run. Leave, leave it on the shelf. Find the happiness within. Because no one is better than perfect. Thank you very much, Alexis. 
it's great to get you to play live here in the kitchen. <laughs> Thank you. I, that's actually one of my favourite songs off your EP. Oh, um, is it? I remember that one very well. So, oh, and it. no vocal warm ups. What the hell? amazing. Oh, thank you. I was a bit nervous about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a few technical issues. We, <laughs> we actually good. tried to get the keyboard working, but I found out that's dead. That's my keyboard. So, oh, well. No, thank you very much. That's awesome. So. Thank you so much for having me. No worries Absolute at all. pleasure as always. So, we've got the new single, Casualty, March 6th, that's released. Yes. But the actual launch is on the 7th. Yes. Whereabouts? Uh, Roke B100 in, in Collingwood. Collingwood, which is just down the road from Le Bonton. Yep. And, um, yeah, come, bring everyone. <laughs> <laughs> bring the whole family. And Vanessa will be there, so you'll be oh, able to yeah. get a tour of her. <laughs> um, and your possible campaign begins, your crowdfunding campaign begins? On the 9th of March. Right, yep. so just so after the launch. Head to, yeah, it'll, we'll talk about it a bit at the launch, but, yep. um, yeah, you'll all the links and everything will be on my socials. Yep, and I'll put some links on in the show notes as well. But, yeah, check out Alexis on all her socials. Uh, also, alexisnaylor.com. That's right. Sign up to her mailing list. You yeah. won't regret it. Thank you. Um, nice to chat with you in person. Yeah, likewise. It's nice <laughs> to actually see you in person and give you a cuddle. <laughs> yeah. No Skype cutouts no, or anything no, like that. No, no, that's exactly so. right. No technical issues of that kind. Yep. No, it's been good. <laughs> so thanks for coming on the show. Uh, look forward to the new album dropping. Thank you. And new single. You guys uh, check it out too. You won't regret it. I've already had a sneak peek. Lucky me. So thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, Alexis. Thank you. We'll catch you all again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.